0: Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. And welcome to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by Libby. Hello. Hi, Libby. And we're going to be discussing how to host a webinar. Mm-hmm. um that's certainly become over the past yeah. few years particularly the last year um something that um a lot of clients have asked us about so that's what we're going to talk about today so hosting a virtual event and what it can do for your business um so Libby should we start with um you know why would a business want to run a webinar?
1: Yeah, certainly. So what hosting a um, webinar, essentially, it's a virtual event, and it can replace um, an in person event, and it has many of the same benefits, but without the associated costs of the overheads, you know, hiring a room, um, getting people there, Mm. all of that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a, lo- a you know a much cheaper option to to do it to um, run an event um and it also is more convenient for your attendees um you know they don't have to leave their desks um and also they might feel um, more obliged to get involved and ask questions um and might even feel a bit more confident doing so because um I know certainly for me if you're at a big conference or an event it can seem quite scary if someone's um, so well, does anyone have any questions? And no one puts their hands up. You don't want to be the first person to get up and be um, like, oh, I've got questions. So yeah, people tend to be a bit more obliged, obliged to do that. Um, when it's over mm-hmm. the, um, you know, over a webinar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for the organiser, web, webinar represents a great, great way to engage with um, prospective customers in a non-salesy way um, by providing instruction or advice that's valuable to them. Um, and you get to ca- capture their details and
0: develop qualified leads um, for, your, for your sales funnel. Mm-hmm. And that's important as well as we, um, I'm sure if people listen to our other podcasts and we always keep banging on about it but it is you know you always need to make sure that you've got a real purpose um and an objective for any activity that you're doing and and as you say Libby it's a webinar is a great way to um get in front of your customers whether they're current customers or prospective ones um and generate business for yourself generate interest and generate sales Mm -hmm. or interest in your services whatever it is but you know it's important that you know what outcome you want Mm -hmm. from your webinar before you even before you even start um so what we'll do is um you know for people listening you know what you want out of it you've got your objectives so what we'll talk about is um how to how to set it up and how to host and some nice practical tips um, Mm -hmm. that we've learned along the way from doing many of them and working with clients on many webinars so um step step one Libby (laughs) step one what what do they need to do first?
1: Yeah, so I think it goes without saying that um, the topic of the webinar will depend on um, what you do as a business and what the nature of your business is. So, you know, if you're a sunglasses manufacturer, then your topic will likely be related to eyewear, or if you sell gin, it will be um, likely related to some kind of drink. Mm -hmm. Um, So think about what do customers want to learn more about where are their knowledge gaps and what kind of expertise can you share that will actually be really useful to them and that they can engage with Mm -hmm. Um, and a great tool for helping you brainstorm ideas is um answer the public which is something that we use um ourselves quite a lot and it shows you the kind of question you can put in like a topic and it shows you the kind of questions um that people frequently search for um on you know google for example um or on any given topic so mm-hmm. that's a really useful tool to use to
0: see what kind of What kind of questions people are asking, and it's also they'll, you know, depending on what industry you work in, there's always, you know, there's new regulations, Mm -hmm. white papers, you know, things um, that your industry has to follow. And quite often, when those those come out, if there's something new, there's an update, there's something that's changed on the landscape, um, is a great opportunity to reach out to your customers and say, look, this we know it's confusing we know that there's all these new things and um that you need to abide by and that you've got you know that you're facing challenges to um follow these new updates regulations whatever it is mm-hmm. um and offer to break it down for them and give them the advice that they need to apply to their business so that that's always good isn't it To yeah. you know um to keep an eye just on the landscape generally and and what the challenges your customers are facing and, and basically how you can help mm-hmm. i mean that's why anyone goes to a webinar don't they it's yeah like, i need to learn something yeah. quick
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no definitely that's a good point as well because i mean we're, we're talking here more maybe more about um small businesses um and things like that but if, if you're a business that's selling, um, maybe you do training or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Webinars are really good. Perhaps you always traditionally did them. You went, maybe went out to a business to to deliver the training. Then a webinar is perhaps much more of a cost-effective for both parties Mm -hmm. um, way of delivering that training. Um, And similarly, um, we use them more frequently now, particularly because of COVID, for um, journalist prep press conferences when yeah. launching new products so there's so many different sort of applications for for them yeah so, yeah
0: and I think people listening will know this and we we know it is harder and harder and harder anyway even pre 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 p word pre pandemic <laughs> um it's getting harder and harder to get people to take a day out of their time or an afternoon out of their time people are very busy and um the more you can do to help that with something virtual the the better yeah. you tend to get um, a good turnout mm-hmm. um so once you've decided on your webinar topic and you know you know what your customers want or your audience whoever it is that you're holding the webinar for um what what's the next step
1: yes yeah, so the next thing to think about is um what kind of format is right for your um webinar um so you, um, it can be tailored really according to what your aims and aspirations for the event are, um, and how you feel as a as a presenter and who's presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, So if you think you might get stage fright giving a solo presentation, you might consider doing um, like an interview staff format where a colleague quizzes you um, or you could compile a small panel of experts to discuss the topic and answer participant questions. Um, If several people are involved, um, it's helpful to also have a moderator to lead the proceedings um, and filter out questions. and having an in, a dedicated in, individual to handle the sort of technical side of managing the webinar while you're talking, that can help you focus. Cause yeah, it's really difficult to do both.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like you don't you don't want to, as a presenter, to also have to be thinking about oh, I've got to let somebody in, or I've got to mm. check the Q and A box for anyone answering a question, or something's gone wrong technically. Mm-hmm. I need to sort that out. You know, you want to make sure you've got dedicated people, don't you? That can yeah. that can do and that as you said before if you're nervous about you know if your particular expert that you want to deliver Mm -hmm. the webinar is a bit nervous it's good to have um a confident colleague that can kind of do the intros and keep things going and if there are you know awkward pauses fill you know help to create those sort of transitional moments Mm -hmm. into the next piece um so just make sure it works for you, and it's different for everyone, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So just make sure it's suitable for, for you and everyone involved. Um, so you've got your dedicated people. Um, And your format, what's the next step? Yeah, so you'd need to start thinking
1: now about, um, you know, what is the content going to be like within your webinar now that you've got the um, subject and topic um, decided? And this could be as simple as writing down a list of items um, that you want to discuss um, and um, going through those or... You know if if but what we would really recommend to you know is to create some dedicated supported visuals to go with that. Um, so that might be a nice design presentation in your branding um, some lots of nice visuals because people like to have something to look at as well whilst mm-hmm. um, it's important to be able to see the person that's talking but you know it's, we always find it works well when there's something something on screen for them to have a look at as well. Um, and then think about how long you want your webinar to last, um, and try to you know plan the d- duration of each segment, um, and keep your eye on the clock to ensure that you don't run over. Because no one, no one enjoys a <laughs> webinar that goes on for longer than it should, no matter what the topic is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And it, um, and this will vary, won't it? The length will vary depending on what you're using your webinar for. If it's um, training that could be something that's like a half a day training or Mm -hmm. something you know i've certainly sat on virtual training that's been for the for the day um so it's important that you schedule in breaks you keep things interactive if you're going to have it going on for a long Mm -hmm. time keep things interactive um you can have breakout rooms there's so many great platforms you can use that give you all of these different options um because you know people's attention does Mm -hmm. Wayne and because it's virtual it's very easy for people to sort of float off and start looking at emails on their phones. Um so you want to keep them as engaged as possible. I think I'm gonna I hope I get the timing right on what I'm about to quote but Ted's you Ted <laughs> Ted's, um, and Ted talks they did some research I think it's 18 minutes is like the sweet spot of people's attention span mm. so as soon as you start going past 18 minutes where you're just talking at someone mm-hmm. people's attention is gonna is gonna go so um make sure that you're keeping it um varied and if you are just going to talk at someone for a while you know everyone seems to think something has to last for an hour Mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't maybe it only needs to be half an hour or 45 minutes (laughs) so um just be very conscious of what you're delivering um and keeping it engaging yeah engaging for those involved um most people will want to go on beyond that 18 minutes yeah (laughs) 18 minutes is quite short but it's just a i suppose a good benchmark to know that actually wow people Mm. need a little bit of engagement otherwise Mm. they're going to start
1: yeah switching
0: off um and touching on that sort of platforms Mm -hmm. um there are definitely more options in the last (laughs) uh, yeah since uh 2020 um but what would you say are some some good ones that we can use? Yes, there's um,
1: quite a, as you say a lot on the market. Um, but there's depending on what your budget. If if you know if you want um, some low or free cost options, then look at Skype or Google Plus Hangout. They're really um, good to use. Um, or Zoom, which I'm sure everyone is very <laughs> familiar with by now. Um, it's also quite a cheap option, um, and it has a webinar specific function so that you know people aren't coming like attendees aren't coming in and disturbing um Mm. other people and i think it's like six starts at 60 pounds for one off which is you know if you think about comparing that to the cost of hiring a room it's nothing is it so yeah
0: um yeah so there's there's quite a few options out there Um, and that's got features like has it breakout rooms so you can have a full webinar with everyone Mm. there and then you can kind of put people in groups for discussion and get them talking about particular subjects um i've been on some that have been really great in that way and you get to and that's where you get the networking part that you might not have got or you know that you're missing out on from face-to-face events and and training um you maybe miss out on that networking so those breakout rooms are are good and like we said keeps Mm. people engaged um And I think that's a good point, what you were saying there, Libby, in terms of when you're hosting webinars and choosing platforms where, um, for example, there are certain certain platforms, I don't want to start like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) bashing certain (laughs) platforms to use, but they, you know, they bling every time someone comes in or or enters or exits a room and, and you don't have necessarily have control over muting people. And you want to make sure that as the host of the webinar, you have that kind of control so that it doesn't get um, disrupted by people Mm -hmm. um, who are attending. So, um, and on that note, it's kind of, yeah, try a bit of everything with like internally with you and your team and just find out what,
1: yeah. What works
0: for you and what gives you the features that you need and, and the control that you need. That's a good tip, actually.
1: As well, is to um, try out the like if you say if you set you've decided this is the platform we're going to use um, and set up your webinar. Make sure you test it first and have yes. a little d- run through <laughs> to make sure that everyone can use the software and everything. Because there's nothing there will be nothing worse than starting a webinar and and someone can't get in or get on and the sound yeah. doesn't work. So that's that's a good. Yeah. Thing to do, so I make sure. Oh, someone's not sure how to share the
0: screen. <laughs> yeah, <and> that, yeah. <laughs> well, they're
1: on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: classic. Um, yes, definitely. Make sure you you sort of practice and try out those try out those platforms. um So we've talked about choosing your platform, and I suppose setting a date and time. Now that's going to be different, mm-hmm. isn't it? According to to industry and audience.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you're um, targeting um, a B2B audience, then um, think about perhaps scheduling it for a working day time, something Mm -hmm. on a day that, because if you think about for yourself when are you sort of when have you most got some time mm-hmm. um probably not monday first thing or really? friday last thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and don't put it too too far towards the end of the day as well because people maybe get a little bit tired mm. so just have a think about when um is appropriate for that for that kind of audience and then maybe if it's um targeting your customers directly um maybe after work or weekend or something so have mm-hmm. a think about what what will be best for your
0: audience yeah and it's a bit like anything. Some of that might be trial and error. You might need to run a few before you mm-hmm. start um, getting an idea of of what works. But that's, you know, that's the beauty of these things. They they are, as we mm-hmm. said, quite cost effective. And you can, you know, you can keep trying out what works and, and measuring and going back to it and, and coming together as a team to see what does work and, and tweaking it as mm-hmm. necessary, um, you know, We're always big believers in just because you've made a decision at the beginning of an activity like a webinar or a newsletter or whatever it is. You don't have to, you know, that's not mm-hmm. set in stone. Yeah. You know, there's, there's <laughs> flexibility. You are allowed to change, you know, yeah. to change and flex according to, to what works for you. So never be afraid of saying, do you know what, that doesn't work. Let's do something else or let's do a different time, different date, different format, mm-hmm. different platform. You know, yeah. just find out um, what works for you because there isn't a one no. size fits all. Um, and of course, the next step, is, and this is a crucial one, isn't it? Is promoting <laughs> promoting <laughs> your webinar and making sure that people know it's happening. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so yeah, of course it will it will depend obviously who um, you're trying to target. So you know if it's an exclusive event or ticketed event, um, or, you know, you can only invite, I don't know, a certain amount of people, then that will obviously depend on how you promote it. But if it's something more um, general for the general population, or wider audience, then you'll probably want to consider promoting it across all of your channels um so that would be on you know somewhere dedicated on your website your newsletter across your social media um newsletter and um perhaps as well if it's something maybe you've um, spent quite a bit of time investment to get it together um or whatever you might want to put maybe a little bit of um paid budget behind it as well to promote it on um social media so there's quite a, mm-hmm. quite a d- few different options out there to spread it wide wide and far yeah
0: yeah so yeah wide and, a far far. Far. Wow, far and wide <laughs> we know <laughs> same thing same thing <laughs> but, um, and it and and again there you want a bit of a plan don't you in terms of um don't just promote it once and expect that to be mm-hmm. you know the end of it make sure that you know you've got it set up you give people plenty of time um and notice everybody as we've said before people are People are busy and mm-hmm. people's diaries fill up really quickly. So try and get it out to people as soon as possible. But then make sure you're giving little prompts, mm-hmm. as you say, across your channels. Like, have you signed up for our newsletter yet? You know, don't forget there's this much time, mm. this much time too. So don't think that, you know, once you've done it once, that's that's it. You need to just make sure there's a nice regular drip feed mm-hmm. um, ahead of it. And... Um-
1: yeah, you know, also have a have a number in mind of how many people you want want to attend like what what is your target or ideal, you know, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of work to that. Um and it's just worth maybe noting just in general, you should factor in a 50% dropout rate um for events or webinars that are free. Um mm-hmm. so that's just something to bear in mind as well so don't get disheartened if (laughs) if it's not quite the same um compared to your attendees um and those that said that they would attend list um isn't the same kind of numbers because you would expect to see some kind of dropout as well
0: yeah absolutely and that's um and then that's as you said is what what you should factor in then if you're saying with your objectives you're like right we if it's a sales generating um webinar then it's what your objectives are and what your numbers are there. You know, we want X many sales leads off the back of this webinar. We know that we generally get a percentage of sales leads mm-hmm. off a certain number of people. So then make sure that you've got 50% more of that yeah. number that, that are attending your um, free event because mm-hmm. the chances are that that you will um, have that drop out. Um, and as you say, it's it's you can, char- you know, don't be mm-hmm. worried about charging for... An event if you've got good valuable educational content mm-hmm. that people want to hear about and want to know about and if it's training particularly if it's training I mean mm. most people pay for yeah. training you know make sure that you're charging even if it's a, a small amount
1: yeah even if it's like five pounds or something mm-hmm. if it's some valuable content it's not it's not going to put them off but it's going to make sure that they're going to come yeah you know so yeah it's, yeah, it's
0: nice Yeah, absolutely. And, um, on the day, so kind of you've, you've promoted it and then running, running the session. Um, we, we've sort of touched upon this, haven't we already? Um, we've jumped a step earlier maybe, but that's (laughs) (laughs) only slightly. Well, no, we we talked about practice, didn't we? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we want to make sure that on the day you've, you've done a bit of a dry run don't Mm -hmm. you
1: yeah definitely do a dry run um and make sure that everyone can hear and see you clearly um and then another tip on that would just be um if you've got uh time scheduled in for questions is to have some questions in reserve um perhaps you know some one of your colleagues can attend the session um and kick things off get the ball rolling by Sort of asking those questions, Um, as you said, you you know, people don't tend tend to like being the first person to ask questions. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good 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 little tactic just to sort of get the ball rolling with the questions.
0: Yeah, and that's where we've said before. Actually, it's nice to have a colleague that's there facilitating because they can, you know, say they can be monitoring a Q and A box, or if there is one for your webinar, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, if there's nothing popping up, then. They've got that little reserve and they can say, can you tell us a little bit more about this area? Um, And it just helps, as you said, to get that ball rolling. And in some ways, as I know you mentioned earlier, Libby, webinars are great for that because people can be braver to Type a question into a mm. QA box than they are in an audience where you know a microphone comes around, yeah. And like, oh no, and I have to say my name, and, what's my name again, yeah, what's, where do I work again, what's, you know. So you can find that actually people don't mind asking questions quite so much. Um, and then our final step mm-hmm. is analyzing isn't Mm -hmm. it having a look at how it went
1: yeah so like anything have um have a look at how that's how that's gone collect any feedback and follow up um so a good place to start would be just be to review your attendee list against your um attendees and then keep a record of any questions asked and then if you can try and follow up with as many attendees as possible and would recommend focusing on those that have asked a question because those mm. tend you know you can you already know that they're engaged so they're likely yeah. to be
0: warm leads for your business so would we'll focus on those first yeah. yeah and absolutely and depending on um where we talked about before, what your objectives from the webinar are um, and what that call to action is for your audience, um, you know, make sure you're following up on that. If it is that everyone is attending gets a particular, you know, discount or, you know, mm-hmm. what, whatever it is, or your it is a sales lead that you're after, following up with them afterwards and just keeping you front of mind is, is really important. So don't just hold the webinar and then... Mm-hmm. Poof, disappear, you know, <laughs> disappear right off into the sunset. Make sure that you're um, following up, following up with them. Um, so I mean that's that's a our run through of um, a webinar and and setting one up and platforms and um, how to host one and uh, setting of obviously as we said, the most important setting those objectives and and following up afterwards. Um as always, please do ask any questions but these topics always are quite quite wide (laughs) to squeeze into a a podcast episode um so if you do have any questions about this at all please do drop us a line you can go to our website at adpr.co.uk um and ask us any questions you like we'd love to hear from you and of course if there are any podcasts any um subjects in particular you would like us to cover um let us know and we'd be more than happy to do that Um, So thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.